like the kind of bill of rights The Constitution, what's it worth? You know they're gonna grind us down uh, Until it really hurts Is this a sovereign nation? Or just a police state? I guess that depends on whether we're doing our jobs right. That's the answer to the question, Eric Clapton. Are we a are we a sovereign nation or a police state? That is up to you and to us. Welcome to Stand and Deliver, episode number 53, looking at it through one lens. Episode number one of year number two, looking at it through another. I'm Bob France, National Communications Director for CFFS, and then we're here with the man who started it all. That's me, Patrick Wood. And yes, this is the beginning of the second year. That's I'm looking forward at this point, although we've got 52 episodes already done. They're already on the internet. They're already wherever we post them. And that's a good thing. And I can't believe we've made it a whole year and we're still at it. But you know what? We have never run out of things to say. Every week, every time there is something pertaining to free speech that's just earth shaking almost. And we've covered it from A to Z. And I have to say, a lot of members who listen to our broadcast and stuff pick up cues from what we say and take them out and spread them around. They talk to people. They get discussions going and stuff. It's a pretty good thing. That's what we want. We want you to be concerned about free speech to the point where you're willing to go out and talk to somebody else about it and, and bring up these discussions with people. I don't care if they're left, right, or in the middle, or moderate, or apolitical. Free speech is so important to the functioning of our constitutional public. We cannot afford to lose it under any circumstances. Amen. That's uh, that's what separates this country from many others that do not have uh, a First Amendment or a constitution like ours. So it's up to us to protect it and defend it, which is why we call ourselves a nation of defenders of free speech at Citizens for Free Speech. So, Pat... <clears throat> Our first story for episode number 53 is an interesting one because it's got a couple of different variations, if you will, on what is the most important with respect to free speech. Now, uh, the story is about Yelp. Now, Yelp, of course, I think everybody knows is the online service where you can basically go on and report your experiences, review, if you will, restaurants or businesses or anything else. And, you know, about whether the price, what the price was like, the service is like, blah, blah, blah. Everybody knows Yelp. The problem is, and here, here's the story, consumers may not be aware that leaving a negative online review uh, can make them the target of a business, a law enforcement, or of law enforcement, or even government agencies. But Yelp says it has their backs. The online review giant Yelp reported um, this week that it resisted roughly 80% of legal demands seeking customers' personal user account information last year, protecting 92% of the total user accounts targeted by private parties and authorities. The story here is, of course, that there are companies and service providers or product providers that are being, you know, given negative reviews on Yelp or maybe other, you know, similar type services, and they don't like it. And they want to know who these people are. Uh, they're requesting the information so that they can, I don't know, reach out, try to make it right, get them to drop their uh, their negative re reviews because these, of course, are uh, you know things that can that can harm businesses if you get enough bad reviews. But Pat, there's two elements here as it pertains to free speech that have to be considered. Number one, a reviewer's right to say that stunk. Sorry, the food was bad, the service was slow, the cost was high. I didn't like it. Um, People have to, have to have the right to say that, and that's free speech. 
But on the flip side, there are many people, I don't want to say many, but there are people who abuse and use their First Amendment rights to target a business and to put negative reviews of their products and services because they don't like the company. Maybe because there's a sign on the front door that says, COVID masks not required here. Or there's a, a sign on the door that says, you know, Patriots welcome. Yeah. Or there's a sign on the door, uh, you know, that says, um, I, I don't know, anything else that somebody might not like with respect to usually, almost always, it's a political uh, maneuver of one kind or another. But, you know, somebody might say, oh, I don't like what they stand for there. The owner had a MAGA t-shirt on or something. And boy, I hate that guy, the orange bad man. So uh, I'm going to put a negative review on there and try to harm this business. Well, that business owner has to have a right to say, whoa, this is predatory. This is intentionally, you know, uh, um, defaming us simply because they don't like what we stand for. You know, oh, I remember the one that I saw that uh, had a problem with this was uh, uh, cops welcome here. Uh, we, we welcome our uniformed officers, et cetera, et cetera. Discounts for uniformed officers. Well, you know, the people who are in the anti-police movement in this country may be wanting to harm that business. So they put one of these things up here. So, Pat, uh, I'm going to let you. You're the boss. You're the executive director of Citizens for Free Speech. If anybody can kind of walk this fine line we're talking about here, free speech for the reviewer but also the rights of the business to challenge those remarks based on the fact that that speech might be used to intentionally harm them. That's exactly right. You know, you, there, there are so many groups around now that operate as a pack. In other words, uh, like a pack of wolves. Pack mentality, and, yep. And it's not just a one-off person. Usually you can kind of tell if somebody is, uh, just had a bad review, an honest bad review, and say, well, my steak was overdone and they didn't fix it, they didn't give me, you know, any satisfaction, whatever. Most of the time you can tell a one-off comment is a one-off comment and somebody actually was there. But when you see 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 reviews that are just ripping zero-star reviews, you know, saying all kinds of nasty, nasty <coughs> things about the business, you know that some pack, some group of people has decided to gang up on you and give you a hard time. It's not difficult to, to tell the difference between the type of reviews. This is a problem, however. This, this pack mentality is a problem all over the Internet. It's not just on Yelp. Gosh, any social media system. You, you say the wrong thing on, on Twitter, even now. If a group decides, hey, let's get Bob France. He said something on the radio we don't like. Let's get him. All of a sudden, all these posts start coming through, ripping you to shreds on Twitter. Well, you know what's happening, and it's not right. And these people very seldom can get caught, I might add. It's very difficult to pin any type of legal action on anybody to stop it. So it's kind of been a no-man's land right now. You know, the, 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 the vendor like, like Yelp, if, if Yelp was responsible, they would have some way to look at those violations and figure out when somebody is trolling truly trolling a company and putting a stop right there on the spot. Um, Although, and here's the conundrum. This is why I kind of laid it out the way I did for you. You know, the, the fine line here is even, even negative speech with the intention of harming or the intention of trolling, isn't that still protected? Because Yelp is saying if the, if the business owners who are getting negative reviews 
um, are asking us for the private information of the reviewer so that they can talk to them directly and try to get them to take it down, maybe rectify the situation, whatever it is that led to the negative review. And Yelp is saying no. And we'll go to court to protect the privacy of these reviewers. Um, I, I don't know where to land on this because well, I, I can understand Yelp's point. You know, they, they don't want to turn a business loose on a reviewer who, because they think maybe it was a troll or maybe a, yes. Uh, you know, uh, you know, an intentional defamation or whatever the case might be. But even if it is, you know, free speech says you kind of have the right to troll or say something bad about somebody that you don't like. Even, here's, even here's the great the Bob France show. Here's the problem with trolling. The problem with trolling is it intends to harm the business. It intends mm -hmm. to take business away from the business. They want to run, run legitimate clients off. Yep. Now you have suffered physical harm, or substantial harm. Let's say substantive harm. Mm -hmm. That's wrong. Now, if it were if it were any other situation, like in in, in the wide open, um, you know, if you're standing out in front of a, a, a business and you're you're accosting the, the the customers as they go in, telling them this guy's a bomb, this guy, you know, going to get food poisoning or whatever, telling lies to drive business away, that person could be picked up and arrested for for slandering the company. If you just be in mean spirited, but, destroy, but take business away, that's no, that's a no no. But it's one thing to tell a lie. It's another thing to say, this is my objective opinion. For example, if somebody says, I found a rat on my bun instead of a burger, uh, right? Making up a lie like that to intentionally harm a business. There's, there was a cockroach in my soup and all of these kinds of things. Um, that's one thing. But to, for people to go on there and say, ordered the chicken, it was dry, tried the soup, tasted terrible. Oh my gosh, this was brutal. Uh, even the pop wasn't carbonated, it was flat. It was If that's someone's experience, or even if it's someone's not their experience, yes. but it's what they wanna say, if they wanna lie, you can't, you can't, you can't dispute it. You can't say you're not allowed to give your opinion as to, as to whether the chicken was tasty or not, or whether the, or whether it was too dry, whatever the case might be. So that's the real conundrum here. As we protect this free speech of everybody, um, I, I just don't know where that line is drawn, and I don't know how a business is supposed to counter that, especially if Yelp won't won't cooperate, and Yelp thinks that we're protecting the the free speech of the reviewer. This is a societal issue, and it's really a problem. You know, on Amazon, for instance, uh, if you go and look at the reviews on Amazon, they have question and answer area on some, some products. You know, they, they get question and answers going. Where customers can ask questions, and the company can answer it. Or sometimes you see on a review site uh, this tacked onto some commercial site or something like a, I don't know, like a, whether it be a restaurant or a social media, whatever. Where you can go in and you can respond to the person, and I see this on customer, especially on customer support sites. They can say, "Well, thank you for, you know, thank you for your whatever it was, and you know, please call mm -hmm. us, and we'll try and make it right, and you know, here's or here's what you do to fix it." And there can be interaction like that. But I, I speak from experience on Technocracy.News, which I run now for oh my gosh, I want to say 10, 12 years now. It's been a long time. And I have comments enabled on my website. So you might imagine on all the articles I post, I get quite a few comments come through. I can spot a troll before I even open a comment. And I approve <laughs> all comments. I don't, uh, I don't just let them go wild and you know do anything they want to do. I approve every single one. That is a chore, too, let me tell you. I, I do it every day, and it's sometimes a real pain in the rump. But I can spot a troll a mile away. And when I spot a troll coming, I, c I can just tell by the way they write, even, at this point. That when I see one coming, I just hit the delete button. I don't even give them a chance. If I know that, if I can, 
if they demonstrate to me that they're trolling the site, I'll just let go of them and not even not even put them up. Most other people, I don't worry about because even if they have some crazy idea, uh, unless it's harmful, you know, like if somebody's swearing using F word, F bombs, saying, you know, kill that guy, you know, right. take a hatchet out there. I mean, I don't do any of that stuff. No, gone, delete. You're, you know, you're you're threatening somebody physically. I won't tolerate that. But listen, here's the thing. If I could figure this out with my own mind, somebody that's creating, I hate to say this, an artificial intelligent program should be able to take the expertise that I have and other people like me that have run these social, you know, commenting sites for some time, should be able to develop some way to detect automatically which ones are likely to be trouble and which ones are probably okay. But you're right. Anybody that has a legitimate complaint about a business or anybody else should be able to voice their opinion if they give you the opportunity to do it. Now, if Yelp said, no more reviews, we're, we're going to do, do away with that, can't do that, well, that, that settles that, right? You're not going to do it. But if Of course, that would end their company. I mean, that's that literally end, that all would, Yelp is for. That, I mean, that, that would yeah. end their company. That's what they're for, and that's why they're so sensitive about this, I'm sure. But uh, it, it, is a, it is a problem. It is an issue, and it's, it's everywhere. It's not just there. It's basically all over the Internet right now because you can't catch the, the mean-spirited trolls that come in to really do damage to somebody. You can't catch them. Even if you have their name, you can't necessarily go out and think, you did, oh, I'm going to put this guy in jail. No, you're not. You know, the, the guy, you know, you may get somebody trolling you from Somalia. Good luck. <laughs> you know, or from, well, or from you know, Australia. Well, and, and, and I don't think it needs to be like, I don't think anybody's looking to, you know, go confront somebody. That's not why they're looking for their private information. They just want to reach them, I think, so that they can obviously talk about the, um, uh, you know, rec rectifying their situation. But here's the thing, Pat. Um, even if Yelp had some sort of algorithm or some sort of AI, or like you talk about or whatever, Yelp or anybody else, that could really determine, yeah, this looks like a troll to me or to the algorithm that something flagged that said, yeah, this looks like it's trolled it's an intent to harm a business. They didn't really have a bad experience there. May not have ever even eaten there. You can tell we're going to take it down. We're going to take that down in, in, in support of the business. How far away are we from what we have been complaining about for the last several years about Twitter and Facebook? Well, in our opinion, with our algorithms and our moderators, they flag this word and that word and this word. And in our opinion, it's an unfair characterization of the climate crisis, the COVID crisis, the, you know, the government in, in, in any way, shape or form. We disagree. We think it's we think it's somebody trolling. It's somebody with an intent, with an axe to grind. So we're going to take it down. We at Citizens for Free Speech complain left and right and say, who are you to decide? You don't get to Decide what's legit, what's real, what's factual, what's right. misinformation. Right. You got to let free speech stand. Yeah. So here we are. Yeah. Even if Yelp says we have a pretty good idea that this is not, you know, a real experience, somebody is just being an an ass. If you'll excuse yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we're we're all the time we're saying that the social media sites have to leave people being an ass up because that's what that's what free speech is all about, right? I will say that a lot of people are going to Yelp to, to leave a review. Um, if they leave a bad review, uh, like a one-off bad review, you know, you don't have 50 people at the same time saying a steak was rotten or something like mm -hmm. that. If it's a one-off review, there are and have been mean-spirited businesses who have gone after individuals to shut them up. That's absolutely wrong. Right. Absolutely positively wrong. 
And that's what Yelp is defending against. They're saying we will not allow those businesses to go after these people. We'll go to court to defend their privacy uh, after they leave a bad review. And, you know, on, on one hand, the, comp- the, you know, the company, of course, gets offended because you didn't like their food. <laughs> and they don't like the negative publicity because if right. they have, a, you know, three stars versus five stars or four stars, they're going to be unhappy. Now, that's an expectation of the business. When they see their star ratings go down, they go look and see why. Okay, this this guy, he's been in here three times. Maybe they even know who he is. You know, like he yelled at the manager or something, whatever. It's, I'm going to leave a bad review on Yelp. And so you got an idea. There are there are definitely some mean-spirited businesses who will go after individuals to, just to keep them from from harming the company's star rating. Well, you know that's business. Um, you get bad reviews, and you don't have. You can't if you if you really don't earn a five-star rating, you don't get a five-star right. rating by and large, right? You just don't. Improve your so, product. Improve your business model. Do something right. to make companies, it better. <laughs> companies, companies need to dial back their expectations on uh, on what kind of free speech people have to leave a bad review. If they want to make it right, if they want to make people smile, it's really easy to do it. Set policies in your business to make the customer happy. Don't tick the customer off. And how many? We've heard this in business. I've heard it all my life. Sure. The customer is always right. You know, so if the, if, a, if the customer says, look, my steak is medium rare and I ask for well done, take it back and recook it. Don't argue with him. You know, you just take it and cook it and say, sir, I'm going to give it to you in a good restaurant. I've had this happen to me. A good restaurant will say, a manager will come out and say, really sorry that we got your order screwed up. Here, I'm going to tear your bill up. Just eat on us tonight and God bless you or whatever, you know. Yep. That guy. I've had it happen too. Walks away with a big smile on his face, even if the steak isn't what he wanted to eat. He says, that, that's a nice guy that really stood by his business, and I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to give him a zero-star rating. But businesses well, need to shape <laughs> up, too, I think, in, in a lot of these cases where they, you know, they do stuff now, especially when people don't care. They do stuff to customers that just, for no good reason, really tick the customer off, and he walks out mad. Well, you know, it's... It's such a complicated thing. It's just really a mess. Well, here's 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 what I want to do, Pat, because we got to move on to our next story. Um, but I want to I want to put a wrap on this somewhat, and also promote CFFS at the same time. We always tell you when you watch uh, Stand and Deliver or listen to Stand and Deliver how you can become a free speech dis- defender, a trained citizen ninja, uh, able to help actually solve problems in your local community as an activist. That's what it's all about. So we always tell you anyway to go to citizensforfreespeech.org or text the letters CFFS to the short code 313131 on your phone. You'll automatically get a bounce back uh, link to go ahead and uh, register and become a member. It doesn't cost a nickel. So, number one, we tell you to do that anyway, but here's what I'm really going to tell you to do. Become a member and then avail yourself of our local activist app. Our local activist social media page is proprietary. It's owned by CFFS. It looks a little bit like the Facebook model if you have not been on it before, but it's not Facebook. We're not posting recipes or cute cat videos. We're talking local activism. And what I'm going to do, Pat is when we get the, we finish this podcast, I'm going to take that Yelp story that I just mentioned and I'm going to put it on the my wall on our local activists. And I want anybody listening to our podcast, if you're already a member of CFFS, you're already on local activist, or you can be. 
If you're not yet a member, become a member at those ways that I just said, citizensforfreespeech.org or CFFS texted to 313131. Become a member, get on local activist, create your account, get accepted, and then get in there and let's kick this around. I want to hear what other people think because there's that fine line. Should the you know uh, should bad reviews be allowed to be kept up, even if they may be perceived as you know um, mean spirited and not just an honest review of food or a service or a product? Should they be allowed to be kept up in the name of free speech, or does protecting a business a business's integrity um, matter more? Should the Yelp or other reviewer review providing services, whatever you want to call them, should they allow the uh, restaurants to access the information of their bad reviewers so that they can try to hash it out, the restaurant or business, so let them hash it out. It's a very sticky situation. We want to defend all speech, but we don't want to let people use speech with the intent of harming others or defaming people. So I don't have the answer. Pat, You, you we're working really hard on it, but I don't know if there is a direct answer, but There's I would love to hear other points of view, particularly from attorneys. Idea. You know, attorneys, free speech uh, uh, experts, people, uh, you know, in that vein, love to hear from you uh, uh, on local activists. So as soon as we're done here, I will post that link there, and I would like to see what other people have to say. And then maybe, Pat, we can read some of the responses and talk about this in a follow-up on episode number 54. Great idea. Great idea. I'll be there, too. All right. So that's, uh, that's how we'll wrap that story. And now we want to get into another one. Education is a sticky wicket. Uh, everybody knows that there is a massive fight in education right now. There's school choice issues. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's curricular issues. Uh, there are radical teachers union issues and so on and so forth. Well, down in Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis has been very, very firm about not wanting teachers, radical left-wing teachers, organiz- uh, teachers unions, and, uh, and uh, uh, textbook providers and so on and so forth to, uh, to be able to indoctrinate rather than educate Florida students. Well, now Governor DeSantis has taken a pretty strong stance. We talked about this a little bit before uh, about um, an AP, that means advanced placement, an AP high school course for which you get college credit on, quote, African-American studies. And a bunch of people blew their tops saying, how can you not want to teach about African-American studies? Well, they already teach about African-American studies in Florida schools. It's this particular course that's a problem because it promoted things like CRT, critical race theory, which is divisive and dangerous. It's Marxist in its nature. Uh, promoting DIE, diversity, inclusion, and equity, uh, gender, queer theory, and all of these other things that are anything but, quote, African-American studies. Well, we have an article now um, which kind of highlights the pushback, and they're calling what DeSantis is doing, Pat, an attack on free speech. This is the Daily Beast, which is a uh, left-wing news service, saying that Ron DeSantis announced a broad outline of legislation that would enact the most draconian restrictions on public higher education institutions in the United States. The proposal would hand control of the core curricula at Florida's universities to a single system-wide board appointed by the governor. It would ban critical race theory. It banned diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives at universities by what they call legislative fiat and give boards of trustees unchecked power to hire and fire faculty, effectively ending tenure positions. Big picture writ large here, they're calling this the biggest attack on free speech in education in the United States. So, Pat, I'll throw this to you. Yeah. Is restricting indoctrinary if that's a word it's going to be one for now 
is is banning indoctrinary or indoctrination type of curricula in you know any school florida or anywhere else is that restricting free speech or is that just carefully crafting what the you know the children are supposed to learn or in the case of higher education young adults are supposed to learn yes. in those classes in this case i believe the left is generating propaganda to try and rename free speech free speech something that is not uh, the state structure, the government, uh, the governor all the way down through the education system, um, they're in control of the education system, not the teachers. This is basically the case throughout America. We've had, unfortunately, uh, kind of a, a dereliction of duty of many states and many local communities to correctly monitor what gets taught to students. They're supposed to. They have the authority to do it. In many cases, they haven't. So all this other stuff has crept in and authority has been assumed where no authority really existed. So now that, uh, that, uh, uh, that DeSantis is taking a, a more uh, direct approach to education in Florida, uh, these people are very upset that they're not going to get to teach their curriculum. But it has nothing, I don't think it's really a free speech issue at all. They want to make it a free speech and say, oh, you constitution denier you. Mm -hmm. How dare you? Stomp on our free speech. We should be have the right to say anything. Well, actually, no, you don't. And most companies would even say that too. You can't walk in, for instance, if you well, I don't know, I'd just pick any company. If you work, if you're working for, uh, for you know some corporation, I say Facebook. I don't want to say IBM. Some company. You're working for a company. You don't walk in a company, and just start doing what you want to do and teaching what you want to teach and and doing the projects you want to do. No, you, you behave according to what the company tells you to do or you get fired. In the school system, it should operate sort of in the same way. As instructions are given to the teachers to teach, they should teach. And I want to say, I'll go back to Common Core curriculum, uh, Common Core standards, which was mm -hmm. I was involved with at the time. It was a big deal <clears throat> several years ago. There were teachers who knew that they, their students would not learn the skills they needed to learn if they taught them common core education math, for instance. Okay, it was, it was very clear, and there was plenty of evidence on that. But the people who got a hold of the system, in many cases it was the state level, that got a hold of it and said, no, you will do common core or else you're fired. There were teachers that were violent, vehemently against common core education standards, especially in the area of math, and they had to teach under duress these things that they did not agree with. It, it went against their education. It went against common sense. It went against what other experts in math around the world were saying. And they were forced to teach that curriculum. That, that, was, you know, that was just the flip side to it. They had to endure hardship, if you will, for them. These people now, these leftists that have, that have infiltrated into schools up and down the line, they need to suck it up and say, you know, I'm working here. This is the job. This is where I get my paycheck. I will teach what the people give me to teach and just shut up. That's, that's just kind of my, that's my first general view of this whole thing. You're going to get instructions sometimes <coughs> that you just don't like. If your boss tells you, no, this is the curriculum. You don't tell him, I'm not teaching that <coughs> curriculum. You can't tell me what curriculum to teach. You're fired. Okay, we'll get another teacher in here who will teach the curriculum. I think it's pretty simple. 
Yeah, and what people need to understand, you know, I think they're trying to find uh, a boogeyman here and try to blame Ron DeSantis because he's gotten into oh, yeah. several straight scrapes uh, involving these some of these same issues, including uh, having a big fight with Disney over their, you know, indoctrination of kids along, you know, uh, sexual orientation lines and sexual identity and, and these kinds of things. So they're trying to blame this all on DeSantis. But to your point, it's not Ron DeSantis looking at all of the potential curriculum and saying, I like this, I don't like this. They have something called a Board of Education in the state of Florida, yes. just like they have in my state in the state of Ohio. I don't know about you if they have one in Here the too. state of Arizona, but I suspect there Here. are. And, now, and the Board of Education makes decisions on things like this, on what curricula shall be appropriate, what is not, what textbooks are going to be approved and what are not. And then from that, those materials, teachers can and are encouraged to create their lesson plans, decide how they want to present this stuff from the, from the approved material. So what I would say to those who are calling this an attack on free speech, you don't have a problem with free speech. What you have a problem with here is you don't like the choices made by your state board of education. Yeah. Now, in Ohio... The Board of Education, the, the State Board of Education members, some of them are elected and some of the positions are appointed by the governor. So if you don't like the curricula that is being approved by your governor, your governor's appointees on your State Board of Education, or your elected members of the State Board of Education, then win some elections. Elect a new governor. Then tell him or her to go ahead and appoint uh, new board members that are aligned with your type of thinking. And for the elected positions, elect new ones. There are remedies here to just scream, I don't like what they're allowing or not allowing to teach because it's not effectively pushing DEI or DIE, as I like to call diversity, inclusion, and equity. So therefore, it's a, it's a free speech violation telling the teachers they're not allowed to teach and speak the way they want. That's just hogwash. There are remedies here, and it's not about, they're not First Amendment remedies, they're election remedies. Find somebody you like better if you don't like the curricula that is being presented by your State Board of Education. That, that's right. That's exactly right. And you know what? Maybe they should go leave a, re a review on you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well done. That's a good way to wrap it. And that's a perfect time for that one-liner because we're just at the 30-minute mark. So that's going to do it for uh, <laughs> episode number 53 of Stand and Deliver. Listen, I meant what I said. Going to load it up here uh, just uh, moments from now. And uh, as soon as you listen to this or watch this podcast, uh, become a member of Citizens for Free Speech by logging on to citizensforfreespeech.org. Then go to Local Activist. Join us there. Become a member there. Get your own account. And then let's kick that around. Free speech when it comes to reviews. Yay or nay. So until next time, thanks everybody for standing and delivering with us. We'll see you next time.